Welcome to a new episode of Kids Ministry Real Talk, and before we get into it, I have a big announcement, and that is the Kids Ministry Real Talk podcast is joining the Extend Network. The Extend Network is a network of podcasts and resources to help people in ministry uh, grow their church, and Kids Ministry Podcast is Real Talk is excited to join that and be part of this uh, really growing family. Uh, lots of uh, podcasts in the work that are just launching. So I might share some of those, have some guests on in the near future. But right now it's just joining um, a team of people that are excited to do same thing that we're excited to do here at Real Talk. And that's help people grow in their area. So hopefully this content has been great for you. If you're listening, I think it has been. And please reach out on Instagram so we can keep being productive and helpful for you so kids ministry pod on instagram and you can email us at kids ministry pod at gmail.com yeah would love to keep hearing from you guys and i um, excited to get into this episode so a disclaimer before we get into this episode this is um Simon Perry from all star kids club and this was actually one of the first podcasts I recorded so my audio doesn't sound great uh, luckily Simon does most of the talking and because he's like a professional recording artist he's had this huge mic setup uh, I've gotten better mics since then but he sounds really good so hopefully it, most of it's enjoyable to listen to and my parts aren't sounding too great so thank you guys for tuning in excited to hear from Simon and all the amazing work the recordings he's doing the content he's developing is really cool and should be a great resource so please go check it out um yeah here we go uh let's get into it Uh, welcome to a brand new episode of Kids Ministry Real Talk. My name is Zach and I am your host. This is the podcast where we talk real ministry for real people. And today we are talking all about uh, partnering with families, um, resources, and I have uh, my new friend, Simon Perry, who is um, the part of this amazing just movement of All Stars uh, Kids Club. Uh, Simon, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Zach. It's great to be, well, not with you, but here on the podcast. We are doing this remotely since... <laughs> Across I'm, the ocean, yeah. Yeah, in the United Kingdom, I'm here in Vancouver, Canada. So there's an eight-hour time difference there. Uh, but this is the main <laughs> thing about technology. Yeah, so Simon, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I'm getting to hear a little bit about your story, all about this, really, it's a movement of... Uh, resources and magazines and um, all sorts of content. Um, would you mind just telling us, for people that don't know you, just a little bit about your path through kids ministry? You have some pastoral experience, and then really about this move to All Stars and what that was like for you and and your family. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm from the United Kingdom. Uh, We've we've been around a long time as a nation, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, um, I've been a kids pastor 19 years uh, when I was 19. So that kind of gives away my age. Uh, so a few years. Uh, I'm married to a wife. Well, a wife, <laughs> I have a wife called Sarah, and we have three amazing kids: Noah, Millie, and Annie, and they're 15, 12, and four. 
So a uh, bit of a gap, bit of a, um, yeah, an absolute joy uh, at home. Uh, so I've been a kids pastor 19 years, uh, started with the Vineyard Church in the UK. Um, and that was really exciting as one of the first full-time kids pastors in a vineyard church in this country because it's still quite young um, and uh, had a great time. That was a small kind of church plant uh, and saw that grow from just a few to hundreds over those seven years and uh, all kinds of um, great things we did with the kids ministry and the youth ministry and the worship. So uh, started as a kids pastor, left as the assistant pastor overseeing kids and worship. So a bit of a I don't think it was a, um, uh, a promotion. I don't see that at all. Kids pastors, are, I think they're the top of the food chain, to be honest. They're the most important in the church, maybe. Um, yeah. But it was certainly a, a job, job change. But I, my heart was for kids. Uh, so we're there seven years. We then moved to London to another church for another seven years as a kids pastor. And uh, then moved to another church further out of London uh, up until recently as, again, a kids pastor. And all churches have been different sizes. So a church of kind of four, four fifty, five hundred to a church of just over twelve hundred, and then uh, to a church of a couple hundred. So um, yeah, that's so, great uh, context. We have leaders from you know talking startups with like two kids to yeah, you know mega churches with tons of kids. So that's good context for us. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really healthy. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> some people said, isn't that like a step backwards going to a tiny church? I'm like, actually, it's kind of cool because um, rather than having hundreds and hundreds of kids on a Sunday morning, you have, you know, 50 or 60, you get to know them really well, build a relationship, you know their names, yeah. uh, and it's uh, very different. And it's great, and it's a great experience too, you know, when you have the whole lights, cameras, and, you know, sound systems and stage, and then you're doing it in classrooms where you have, you know, 12 in a classroom. Mm. Um, so it's really helpful to do that, um, and I've, I've valued every, every step of my journey so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, before we jump into All Stars, uh, would you share some of your heart? Because I think you touched on a really amazing point is, especially here in the West, um, you know, it's kids, youth, then you get that associate, then you get that lead pastor. And it almost seems like a track that, especially for young guys, which, you know, you are, and uh, especially you were. When, you, when <laughs> I was. You Well, you definitely were. And when you're 19, you started pastoring. It's like, what kept you on this um, path with kids ministry, you know, of, opposed to taking you into youth and then associate overseeing some ministries and then, and then planting a church and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, I've probably asked myself that question a couple of times over the years, depending on how well things are going. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have been asked that by church leaders as well, you know, like when are you going to almost, when are you going to grow up and you know, get a proper church job? And, right. Um, and I completely disagree with that. Um, uh, and for me, uh, uh, I've seen God do such incredible things in children's ministry uh, through children, with children. Um, I've been blown away. I've been in tears. I've seen kids healed. I've seen kids, just the Holy Spirit fall on kids and just incredible things. And uh, I don't want to miss it. And, uh, you know, I find sometimes and I've led adult worship before. I've, you know, preached in services with adults. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to do in the world. You know, kind of, at least kids, you know, you get a response from them. And, I, and the thing I love about kids ministry is they don't have all the junk we put in between us and the Lord. You know, it's like, mm. like hey, kids, God did this. Okay, we believe you. Uh, and, and we can pray for this. Okay, let's pray for that. And, you know, I've seen it with my own kids at home, which is awesome. You know, when we're ill and I'm like, oh, where's the medicine? And our youngest is like, no, daddy, let's pray to Jesus. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. We should pray to Jesus first, then get medicine. You know, it's like just that kind of, 
this is what God can do. This is what God is. This is who the God that loves us. Um, so I think for me, I've seen God do so many things in kids ministry in my short 19 years as a kids pastor. Um, that, I, uh, yeah, I, it just, I know it's just to see, there's something in me that I'm like, this is so important. Um, and again, as a dad, you know, just how important it is for my kids to know Jesus and have a relationship with him and um, be discipled and, but, you know, but also feel that knowing Jesus is normal and that's okay. And it's okay to exp- ask God for things and to believe in things. And, um, and I, there's a whole, they've got a whole bunch of stories of, of just little nuggets that God's placed in my heart and allowed me to see. Um, one was, um, I was 12, nearly 13. And there was an event in the UK called Easter people, which doesn't happen anymore. Right. And it was at Easter and it was a gathering, uh, of thousands of people at Easter. And, uh, my, my friend, uh, Claire, who's actually one of the people that, um, is the reason I'm in kids ministry. Um, I love her heart and her passion. And that's a whole nother story over there. Um, <laughs> she's an amazing woman. Um, uh, but she asked me to come and play uh, my little Yamaha keyboard in the worship band for the five, six and seven year olds. And there was probably about 450 kids wow. in that age group in this event. Um, and uh, it was a worship time. We sing some songs. We did lots of happy, jumpy, clappy songs. Um, and there was one song that we sung called I Want to Be Like Jesus. And Claire said to all these boys and girls, she said, you know, we're going to sing this song as a prayer. And uh, however you want to worship and pray to God, you can do that. Um, and so we sung this song and I'm just, you know, I'm 12, maybe 13, play my keyboard to this song with the band. Um, and then just saw, uh, children kneel down, children raise their hands. There were children just kind of swaying, just, you know, completely in worship, almost like, you know, wow. touching heaven. It was just incredible. And, uh, and at 12 or 13, I'm, I was stood there and I started crying. I'm like, seriously, Lord, this is not cool. Um, that I'm crying. <laughs> um, and it was one of those moments I audibly, you know, in my life, there's been a few moments, but it was one of those moments where I kind of audibly heard God speak to me. And it was like, Sai, do, do, you, do you like what you see? And I'm like, you know, I'm like tears, trying to play the piano. I'm like, this is incredible. I'd never experienced this. Wow. And um, just felt that God say, this is what I'm calling you to do. Um, so from that moment on, 12, 13, I just had this sense, God is calling me into kids ministry. And uh, music being part of those things. So the next bunch of years, um, wrote loads of kids songs, did stuff at church. And that moved into, um, when we moved to the vineyard church and got involved with vineyard music and did loads of their great big God albums and songs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was a very young age, just God showed me something. And then flash forward to, uh, kind of 2010. Yeah. It's been lots of little things throughout, you know, throughout my career as a kids pastor. Um, um, but there's just little moments where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm totally in the right place. And this is what I'm made to do. Um, so flash forward to 2010, there's an event in the UK called New Wine, which is a big festival. Uh, and there's probably about 25,000 people that go to that over uh-huh. two weeks every year. So it's a big, big deal. And uh, I was overseeing, uh, again, the five to seven year olds. This time I was overseeing it as opposed to being a young team member. Um, which is great. And the beginning of the week, uh, we just felt God say that he was going to put new songs on the hearts of the kids. And I'm like, are you sure God? Because you know, these are five, six, seven year olds. Uh, it's just dangerous. And we just like, no, I felt God saying he's gonna put new songs on these kids hearts. I'm like, okay. So the Monday evening, all these kids are there and we're like, Hey kids. Uh, and there's about 800 kids in this, in this venue. Um, uh, age five, six, and seven. So we're like, okay, hey, we feel God's going to give some of you new songs this week. And if you have a new song, 
We'd love you to write it down and, and come and show us. Uh, so we had songs about bunny rabbits and rainbows and you know yeah. holidays and everything. And I'm like, me and the Lord had a, had a conversation. I'm like, is this seriously what you mean? You are, <laughs> like, this is not what I imagined. Um, so the Wednesday, by the Wednesday, I was almost losing hope. I'm like, Lord, please, no more bunny rabbit songs and, and stuff. And uh, right at the end of the session, this boy called Sam and his dad walks up to me and he's five. And he has this scrap of paper that he's attempted to write a song. And right next to it, his dad had wrote, written in English what his son tried to write. Um, and it was a song called God is Great. And uh, again, it was one of those moments that, that I just, you know, like when I was 12, where I just felt God say this. Um, Sam came up and he gave me this scrap of paper. And as soon as I held the paper, I just felt God, well, I just heard God say, this is the song. I'm like, oh, Lord, please, if this is about bunnies or penguins, um, <laughs> we're going to have words. Like, you know, I'm like, this is not OK. Um, but anyway, the song was called God is Great. God is Great. He's brilliant. He's made me strong. He's made me brave. He's given me strength. And I just want to say my God is great. Uh, really simple, but beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try and speed up now. It's almost there. So he gave me the song. We said, hey, we'd love to put a melody to the song. And he and his dad were like, yeah, that's cool. So that was the Wednesday. On the Friday afternoon, I was leading the all-age celebration in the main venue. So there's about four and a half thousand people in this big tent, uh, kids, families, all ages. Um, and we had the, a rocking band. We had the main venue band. And um, I was leading the worship and leading, leading the, the, the meeting. And we did all the usual kind of one-way Jesus, happy day, you know, all the usual kind of songs that work in all age that yeah. some of us are pretty tired of now. But anyway, back then, uh, we did those. And then, uh, then there was this moment where I said, hey, we'd love to introduce to you a brand new song that's written this week at the event. And there was a kind of like, oh, this excitement. Because I think Matt Redman's on site and Martin Smith. So I, was like, oh, I guess people are thinking, oh, it's a brand new song from like right. you, one of these big names. Uh, so we did this song called God is Great. And the place went crazy. It just rocked. It was amazing that people were dancing, worshiping, clapping and cheering and singing. And the song went on and on and on and on. Uh, and we finished the song and the whole place erupted with praise and, you know, celebration. It was fantastic. Um, then everyone sat down and, uh, and, then, and then just the most incredible moment. Um, I was like, I would like to introduce you to the person that God gave that song to. And Sam, would you come up? So Sam, who was five, walked up on stage and held my hand in front of wow. four and a half thousand people. And I was like, this is Sam. And God gave Sam that song this week. And the place you could hear a pin drop. It was like. And then all of a sudden, it just went, you know, everyone cheering, clapping. And, and they couldn't believe they just worshipped God for like 10 minutes uh, with a song that he'd given a boy who was five. Um, wow. so, so that was an awesome moment. And then the following year, I made sure that was the title track on the album, the kids' album. And then yeah. we had emails over the following years of it being sung in all kinds of places around the world, different languages. And it's just like, how cool is that, right? That God yeah. gave a five-year-old boy who could barely write <laughs> words together, a song that then touched the lives of thousands and thousands of people um, at that event all around the world. So, so for me, and never mind, you know, seeing kids ministering over kids and healings and, and kids having, ah, oh, just, I could go on and on. I have so many things. Um, that have just either made me cry, which I cry a lot when I think about kids ministry. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Just the awesomeness of God, you know, how much he loves kids and he can use kids. Um, even to a point, another event, <laughs> there was uh, a kid who was really difficult for the first half of the week um, and his leader was struggling. Right? And after every session, there was hundreds of kids. After every session, she'd come up for a team debrief and she'd be in tears. Like, oh, please pray for this boy. It's so difficult. He's 
doesn't listen. He's fighting. He's, you know, she was always in tears. I'm like, oh, Lord, please help this leader with this kid. Anyway, I think it's like the Thursday. She came up again in tears. I'm like, oh, now what's this boy done? <laughs> um, but we'd had a, a time in that meeting where we'd ask um, the kids to stand up and pray for each other. And, and there were words given out by kids for kids. And, uh, and she came up in tears and said, this boy, he never interacted. He was rude. He didn't, you know, I think he had a number of, um, you know, things going on in his life. Um, but he turned around um, to this leader completely randomly and said, uh, God wants to heal your back. And she was like, what do you mean? You fell off a horse. God wants to heal your back. And prayed for her and then turned around again and ignored everybody. <laughs> and she came up and said the fact that she hadn't told anyone that she'd fallen off a horse before she came to the event because that might mean she couldn't help on the team. And we were like, wow. So oh. this boy who was like, you know, had social um, difficulties, uh, somehow, you know, in God's awesomeness, used that boy to speak into that teenager's life. And she was just in floods of tears, just like, I can't believe, you know, it was amazing. So I, this so many things so stories where yeah. god has done amazing stuff so why am i still doing kid stuff because that is awesome and i want to see more of that and not just at large events and big churches but that can happen in small churches that can happen in our homes um and that's that's my heart i want to see i want to see kids open uh open hearts to jesus and just god using them to do amazing things in their family in their church in their communities wow what an amazing uh testament to what god can do through the lives of kids i hope this is an encouragement to everyone listening that the work that is done with kids is powerful and has yeah. real life you know ramifications there were eternal lives changed through all those stories through the kids but also through adults and through other people and that's real you know I think there's there's this kind of mantra. It's like, oh, it's just like, you know, daycare, you know, waiting around ministry. But this is, yeah, those are some of the most powerful ministry stories I've ever heard, and those involve kids, and that is a testament. So thank you for sharing those, Simon. That's amazing. No, thank you, thank you for letting me share them. They're just, you know, those moments that, yeah, I just think, thank you, God, that you allowed me to see that and experience mm-hmm. that because. Um, no moments you know obviously my wedding day is up there too and the birth of my children is up there you know they're important milestones in my life but in terms of ministry time ministry wise yeah that tops a lot of stuff you know and uh and of course it's great you know god can use adults and it's great to see god move in in adult services and in church the wider church but i think when we allow god space and we and we you know take it seriously in terms of you know yeah they are young but they so get it they you know they have relationship with jesus they and they know Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit can use them and can, um, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, totally. Amazing. And so all of those years of experience, tell us a little bit about this more recent journey and this call to starting something new and even more recently taking this step of faith into doing <laughs> full time. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so uh, 19 years as a kid's pastor, um, kind of felt... Uh, yeah just felt like god pulled me in a slightly different direction still with kids uh still with a heart to reach kids and uh and kids outside the church as well because that, that's a big thing for me um so 2009 uh launched this thing called all stars kids club which was a kind of response from uh i guess less and less music labels and ministries 
releasing kids content. There was kind of a lull in stuff being created or, or it was the usual, let's pick, I don't want to offend anyone now, but yeah, or let's, let's pick the five top Christian songs, sticks and kids on. There's a kid's album, um, right. uh, which is one of my, my pet peeves, if I'm really honest. I'm like, you know, yeah, it's totally cool and it works, but I think kids also deserve fresh original content that's written for them that they totally. understand it's appropriate well, you see this we um, see that going on in the secular world you know kids bop club you know i'll throw yeah. them the bus because they're not christian so you know that's what yeah, they yeah. do with pop songs throw some kids on it and, and those aren't good songs you know yeah no you change a few lyrics but still it means something else the song um yep. so yeah so um so it was kind of a response from that really just like uh i didn't want to you know uh, i have absolutely complete respect for people that have ministries and their names and their ministries. I think it's awesome. God uses them. And, and I know some great people and some great friends who have ministries, but for me personally, I didn't want to launch a, a Cy Parry ministries, empire, global, whatever. Um, I wanted a platform and felt God put on my heart, a platform that um, isn't based around me, uh, but it's inclusive and it's something that could grow and become something uh, big for kids. Um, so 2009, All Stars Kids Club was launched as a, uh, a magazine to start with um, because there aren't any Christian magazines for kids. <laughs> and there still aren't any, if many at all. Um, right. So that was, we trialed that in 2009 and we had an amazing response. Uh, got a couple of thousand copies went out, which is great. Uh, and we just, we did, continued to develop that. Uh, and then, then we launched some kids' albums and some kids' uh, music resources. Um, uh, which is great under the all-stars kids club kind of brand name uh, and then most recently we've stepped into tv content because <laughs> um, again in the uk and i'm i'm sure in the us there's there's more but in the uk there's a there's a limp there's a very small well actually there's nobody very few people creating uh, original kids content that's faith-based that's right. you know inspiring wholesome encouraging and that isn't filmed on an iphone uh right in a dark room with rubbish lighting. So, you know, yeah. that was like, okay, God, um, I, I see that need and I want to step into that and trust you and, and raise up people. Uh, so that's what we've done most recently. So it's kind of kids worship, kids magazines, kids TV content, uh, the TVN broadcast all over the place. And then from that, we've launched and trialed a streaming site, which is kind of a little bit like Netflix and Amazon. So it's free to use. There's loads of content from all different people on there. And again, it's just, um, you know, my heart is to get, to reach kids in the church, but also kids outside the church. Hmm. Uh, I don't want there to be ever a barrier for a kid down the road to know about Jesus, you know, whether it's a magazine, I'm like, have a magazine. You shouldn't have to pay a dollar 50 to hear about Jesus, or you shouldn't have to subscribe for $5 a month, which your parents don't want to do because they're not Christians right. to watch something about Jesus. And I don't want to tell you to send you to YouTube because you might click something that's not appropriate or right. adverts might pop up. So, so we're just, you know, we'll just go around this and like, you know, so this, the streaming site is something we're piloting. Um, it's up there, it's out there. It's got content from all kinds of people. But again, it's, it's to get the gospel out to kids uh, um, of all backgrounds and ages. Um, uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's kind of what All Stars Kids Club is. Uh, and it's very inclusive to so the magazines. Uh, you know, we have content from Bethel, Hillsong Sender stuff. We have DreamWorks Sender stuff that they've just done with the new VeggieTales stuff on uh, it was on Netflix. We have interviews with TV presenters and uh, we've done an interview with Matt Redman's daughter, you know, cause awesome. you know, she's got a, a famous dad, but actually she's traveling the world and doing all kinds of ministry stuff herself. And she's 18, you know, wow. so we've got Yancey's in here. We've got slugs and bugs. And it's just like, 
uh, loads of content from all different streams. And for me, that's important. Um, you know, I have, I love denominations. I, I love the different, um, flavors of church. Um, but I also love the idea that actually we're together, you know, we've got the same thing. We want to reach kids for Jesus. And, uh, whether you love hymns, whether you love, you know, Bethel, whether you love crazy songs or, or you just chant, I know what kind of church you're in. Um, but you know, I love the idea that the magazines and the, some of the content we have is inclusive from different streams, which I think gives it a real freshness and a, you know, a real mix of colors, um, that shows unity to kids and families outside the church. So yeah, so magazines, music, TV content, uh, we're doing some events and <laughs> I had a crazy conversation last week about a movie. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, who knows? Right. And, uh, and that's, so that was 2009. Uh, the whole time of doing this, I've been a kids pastor full time. So it was kind of like kids pastor by day, all stars kids club by night. So literally my kids would go to bed, my wife would go to bed. I took them all in and then go downstairs, make a cup of tea because I'm British, <laughs> have a biscuit or a piece of cake. And I'd sit down on my Mac and I'd work till kind of 2.30, 3am doing all this content mm-hmm. and then get up and go and do my church pastor thing. Um, so we did that for years and years and years because that was my heart. And even at 2.30am, this gave me joy. Um, you know, wow. uh, so March last year, we felt God say it was time to step out in faith and do this full time. So I left my job. And uh, <laughs> since then, we've been literally living by faith, doing the whole trusting God for every penny coming in uh, for the rent. You know, we're praying about money for next month, for the car, for fuel, all that kind of stuff, which is crazy when you think, you know, out, out, out of the building that we have. <laughs> TV shows, albums, magazines that go all over the world, wow. and yet the guy who's making them uh, uh, is praying for for yeah for every penny. But you know it's awesome at the same time because we've seen God's provision. And for me as a dad, I've had the joy of seeing my kids pray for things and see God answer those things uh, in the f- practical, physical, as well as the um, you know the non-physical stuff. You know. Um, even had to literally a month ago, we were, it was the, the kids were on holiday, summer break. And we were like, daddy, are we, are we going on holiday? And we're like, well, we don't have any money. You know, you know what we're doing and, uh, but let's pray about it. So we sat on the sofa, the five of us, and we prayed on Sunday afternoon. Uh, half an hour later, I get an email from somebody at church saying, Hey, uh, we just felt God say we should give you a gift towards a holiday. And they, uh, put some money in our bank. Amazing. So I then say like, okay, family meeting right now. And we all sit all back right. on the sofa and we're like, we just prayed 30 minutes ago and God's just given us a gift towards a holiday and it blew us away because it wasn't a gift for food or for fuel, you know, the practical stuff. It was almost saying God was like, Hey, I want you to enjoy some time too. So we got money for holiday. <laughs> so the Monday we booked stuff and we had a week away, which is amazing. So it was like for me to see my kids, to see that, to see God cares about the small things as well as the, you know, uh, has been awesome in this journey. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's where we're at, which that's is, uh, amazing. Well, really God's good definitely fun. working through you, and that's amazing lesson for parents out there. You know, pray with your kids, and you know, lots of times that could seem like, no, we don't want to bring our kids into the burden of finances. But this is obviously being authentic with them and saying we're going to pray and we live by faith. Totally, that's amazing yeah. testimony. And they're all, you know, obviously as parents, there are things we don't tell them about, <laughs> you know, they don't need to know you know, they're, they're four, 12 and 14. Totally. Um, but we, when we stepped out, we wanted to include them as much as possible and, you know, let them know stuff we're praying for, 
you know everything from hey kids we need to pray for rent next month or mm. as a family let's pray for the car that's falling apart or let's you know daddy's got this thing he's working let's pray for money to come in to help support that yeah. um and god spoke to us through our kids and you know and one of the things we started a couple of years ago is every evening uh before bed we sit down as a family and we pray together um which sounds a little thing but for us it's been amazing it's just so wonderful because we pray for each other we pray for different things um and it yeah it's made a huge difference to us as a family so um so praying together as a family uh, i couldn't yeah it's great i mean it's lovely it's special time but also just i think you know it has an impact on a lot of things so um definitely does so yeah would you be able to talk a little bit about your philosophy and your heart um, when it comes to creating certain magazines and shows? What are you trying to really emphasize? What are a couple key points? Because I think a lot of ministry leaders, everyone does a creating to some extent and everyone does teaching. Hopefully everyone yeah. does teaching. And what are really the things that are um, you're trying to emphasize, you know, you've hit on a couple of them, but I think it'd be really helpful if you just explained, you know, when I'm making a, t- a, a TV show or I'm making a magazine, what is the lens that you're looking through? And what are the couple of things that it needs to have this, it needs to have this? What are your priorities in that? Sure. Um, so I think of all the things I do, whether it's, um, I mean, you know, kid, kids worship is obviously clearly worship for kids to Jesus. So that's kind of like, you know, that's what that is. But that, so it's very different, I think, with a magazine and a TV show. The TV show can be watched by anybody, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the magazines are given out, you know, in stores and schools and churches. So, you know, thousands of magazines have gone into the hands of ch- kids that don't go to church, have never been to church. So for me, it's, you know, I have a real heart to, to reach kids with the gospel outside the church. So to me, it's like, um, I'm, I'm looking for quality. You know, I don't want stuff to be, to look badly done or poorly done. Um, you know, I look at stuff in the store and, it, and if it feels cheap or looks rubbish, I won't pick it up. Hmm. So for me, you know, I want to, um, you know, God doesn't need me to do this. God can do it on his own, but he's allowed me to do this. And I'm like, I want to do the very best I can um, with these products or these TV shows. So for me, quality is, you know, so it's not black and white. It's not photocopied. There's not clip art from, you know, publisher or word. Um, uh, it's very much striving for this to look like, you know, not to be like the world, but if it's in the world, it, it, you know, it, it looks good. It doesn't stick out like, a, oh, it, that's the Christian magazine that, you know, mm. has uh, the bottom right says free downloadable printed things from, you know, whatever it is. It's like, yeah. you know, I want it to look excellent. And for me, it, it's an offering. You know, I want, God, I'm doing this for you. I want this to be the very best I can do and, off, and for, you know, do for you. Um, but also, for kids to see stuff and think, man, this is really cool. And it's for me. And it's about Jesus. So for me, quality, you know, presentation and quality is, is key. Um, but also, you know, not being ashamed of, of, of the gospel. You know, I'm like, um, I think in the last two and a half years, 140 odd thousand copies of the magazines have gone out free wow. to kids. Uh, and I've had one email uh, of a dad who said I was brainwashing people. Um, so I'm like, that's not bad, right? That's One out of good ratio. <laughs> tens of thousands. I mean, maybe they've gone to my spam and there's probably thousands, maybe there's hundreds of emails, but right. only one's come through. Um, so, you know, I'm like, that's amazing. So, you know, I don't want to be, you know, 
Jesus in small print or at the bottom. It's like, you know, this is what I believe. This is what uh, we're part about. And, um, you know, so every magazine we do, every show we do um, is about Jesus. There's a prayer in it. It meant, you know, there's either a gospel message or an opportunity to find out more. Um, So I think not being ashamed or shy about the gospel um, and, you know, putting it up there, up front and center um, is really important for me. Um, and also, but, you know, also aiming at the right age group. Um, uh, so a couple of years ago, we launched a preschool version of the magazine as well as the original kind of age. Because, you know, I have a 10-year-old, Ben, who would read a magazine that my two-year-old, three-year-old couldn't. Right. And I'm like, well, what is there for that age group that they can cut out and color and scribble over and big pictures and big writing? So for me, it's, it's very much, you know, I want to make sure the content we do hits age groups. It's not like one show for everybody because... Uh, that doesn't work on a Sunday, you know, you can't stick, well, some people have to, I've been there too, you know, but sticking a three-year-old and a 12-year-old together in a room, they're worlds apart. So um, I, you know, very much want to aim stuff we do at the right age group. Um, Yeah. And just make it fun. You know, fun is so important. Uh, I love having fun and I love lots of people listening in in their churches will have fun and will have gunge tanks and slime and they do kind of dressing up and crazy games. Fun is really important. Um, and so for me, everything we, did, we produce has an element of fun. Um, and I love it. We did a series called Big Bible Bits, which is kind of looking at a Bible story and then a, kind of a, a real life, not real life, a made up drama sketch that ties in with the story. Right. Um, and we start all kinds of fart noises and burps and, <laughs> and stuff, maybe because of British, you know, I like Monty Python. Um, yeah. But yeah, we stuck all that kind of stuff in. And I remember having an email from somebody in the US who was like, Thank you so much for making this show. It just, it's like, we love it because it's not Christian in terms of like, it's not like, you know, or, yeah. you know, everything's nice and safe. And, you know, you know, uh, it's actually, you know, we're being real and we're having fun and it's okay to have fart noises and burps and, you know, silly stuff and slapstick um, as long as it brings it all back to, you know, the truth. And, um, okay. And, so, and for me, the thing we've seen is lots of kids have related to the shows, the magazines, because uh, it's fun and it's, you know, it's not good news Bible cartoons on the front. You know, it's like, and there's nothing wrong with those, but, you know, so, yeah, make them accessible, accessible, fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, not shame yeah, of the gospel. Simon, yeah, Simon, I think you just gave four amazing principles there. And I love that you started the first one of excellence and and that's not the most important one, but if we don't make things good, the rest of what we actually make doesn't matter. And I think that's really easy for kids ministry leaders, you know, oh, it's just four kids on a Sunday. We'll just do this craft and oh, it doesn't matter if we have a storyteller. I think that's an easy thing to fall into, but doing things yeah. well is actually earning the right to be heard. And um Yeah. And the second one being the gospel, that that is the most important one. And making sure that I like what you said is having either a gospel presentation or an opportunity to find out more and being intentional about your audience is the, your third point. Uh, the age group being, you know, don't be taking a junior high curriculum and teaching it to your preschool room or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> it's not going to work. You got to know your audience. And then fun really? is is sometimes we get really ministry heavy and you know that kind of seems to be the tension actually in kids ministry i look at a lot of curriculums and either they're theologically 
so heavy and they have to be right it's like if we say one theological thing wrong we're all going to hell or yeah. they're very fun but they're not theologically rich or they're not sure presenting the gospel so that is a tension obviously that's hard but doing them both well is what we're striving for absolutely and uh yeah totally yeah that's so there we are they're my four nuggets <laughs> that, that um that drive me every day to do all this all this stuff um yeah that's awesome simon would you just be able to finish and letting people know oh actually uh you guys just came out with um we we're talking earlier about a grief uh worship song uh, would you be able yeah. to tell us more about that the story yeah, and a little absolutely. bit about that song um so um obviously as a kids pastor like many other kids leaders out there um i've had to lead a number of funerals for kids who've lost parents or parents who've lost kids and you know that that's really a difficult thing to do um and i've often felt as a kids leader uh you know what can you give the family or give that child you know um, to comfort them or just something they can take away and listen to in their room or, or you know, read or um, just help be a small comfort in that journey. Um, so that's been something on my mind for years and years and years. And in 2012, I lost my, my own mum to ALS. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a difficult journey for me and my faith because, you know, she loved the Lord all her life. She's brought us up to love Jesus and uh, just had an amazing faith in the Lord. Um, and for me, I was, I was 10 again, you know, I was like, I, I miss my mum, um, And I, you know, two kids at that point and, um, and they, they missed her grandmother. And um, I was like, Lord, I, I really know you want me to do something, but I don't know what it is yet. So fast forward to um, 2016, 2017. And uh, I just feel the Lord say, you know, start writing now is the time. So I'm starting to write some songs. Um, and I was Totally blessed to go to the uh, Kidman Nation Conference last January in Nashville mm. um, and got there, met some people, and I made contact with a guy called Tyler Smith, who's uh, Michael W. Smith's son, and he's, he's a musician, arranger guy, really nice guy. I met him in Nashville for coffee in a coffee shop called Frothy Monkey. That's so cool. And <laughs> that's where everyone goes. So you, that's kind of, if you want to spot worship leaders and, and famous Christians, that's where you go. Okay. Anyway, you sat there for coffee, and I was like, Hey Tyler, we've just met. Uh, this sounds crazy, but um, I feel God's called me to do an album for kids about grief. And I've got no money, no budget. I live in the UK, but I'd love to work with you on it. I'm thinking, I know who your dad is, right? Like, there's no way you're gonna say. Right. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, I, I I feel it. Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to work on this." So that was the January, Amazing. so the October. Uh, flash forward to the January of this year. Uh, I'm then back in Nashville and we're recording this album, which is completely nuts. Um, in Michael W. Smith's studio in Franklin, uh, and there's songs written by people all over the world. And then, uh, in, in the autumn, I was emailing people saying, Hey, they've got this crazy idea for this album. Would you be willing to be part of it? And people just said, yes. So Becky Wakeley from Hillsong Kids is on it. Yankee's on it. Jeff Slaughter's on it. Jeff um um ran a good game from slugs and bugs is on it wow. Casey Corn from vineyard is on it there's some other there's some kids on this some other artists and writers uh there's a guy called brad uh brad g kids who's in canada okay uh, brad's on it which is great so there's all these people from all over the place on this album um with songs and we've got strings we've got it's just incredible and it's um so in april this year the album is released and uh 
and it's it's crazy i'm like i had no money uh and i lived in a different country just this this kind of this vision for this album called home so fast forward to now the album is now out it's called home uh there's 14 songs on it 10 originals written for this project um wow. and, and where can uh, people find that uh so it's on you can buy physical copies from our website uh you can get it from christianbook.com it's on amazon and it's on itunes and spotify and all the streaming sites as well um yeah, sounds amazing go check that out yeah it, it's great i'd love people to um uh, and we've just had you know incredible i mean sad and moving but incredible stories from people from all over the place that use the songs in funerals at schools um and uh and, you know it's one of these albums i'm like there's not gonna be a volume two i don't think i can cope with a volume two <laughs> of more grief songs you know uh, uh, then, uh, so this is kind of a, this is it this is the grief album that i feel god you know enable us to make um and it's you know the shelf life it's not about money it's not about you know getting the charts it's about having something there that um is available for families and churches to use uh for those times where there's grief and loss and you know and it's not even just death i mean there was somebody at the conference last week in nashville who had adopted some children and the children were grieving missing their parents what mm -hmm. stuff happened and she was like they're just grieving that family unit that isn't there anymore and i'm like wow it's mm. you know it's not just death it's loss of lots of loss people moving away you know there's lots of ways that you grieve so anyway so that is available it's called home and um i love people to check it out and have a listen and and, and use it i've given so many copies away i'm, I'm the worst business guy because like, <laughs> i just want to give stuff away and that's the kind of project i just want to give people that because i'm like you know, I'm sorry you're grieving. It's 10 bucks, but here's a great album. I'm like, no, no, just, just have it. Just, right. I pray it's a blessing. And some of the songs are very much, you know, faith-based about Jesus and, and meeting Jesus, you know, to help us and our broken hearts. There's some songs, you know, knowing where the person is, they're in heaven. There's some, there's a couple of songs that are a little bit more kind of, uh, not middle of the road. They're not overtly faith-based, which I think right. is, was intentional. You know, mm -hmm. I want some songs that are, um, we'll cross the line of, you know, church and non-church. Um, yeah. And there's one song on there that's a beautiful song written by a guy called Paul. Uh, that's a song almost about before someone's died, that kind of the last stages. And um, which again, isn't something that, you know, we talk much about, but you know, no. those last moments, what do you do then? So um, anyway, so I love people to check it out. Yeah. What an amazing resource. This is, you know, in life, those things happen and it's hard to be feel equipped to deal with those situations. So what a great resource for people. Um, Simon, thank you so much. Would you be able to just uh, fill people in? You kind of said it throughout, but summarize how people uh, can find your stuff, get resourced, um, where they can check all that stuff out. Yeah, sure, really quickly. I'll do it really quickly, because I... <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, the website is allstarskidsclub, all one word, dot com, allstarskidsclub.com. Uh, and there you can find out all the music you can download. There's loads of free stuff and we're adding more stuff over the next few weeks. There's Bible coloring sheets. There's uh, free music. There's all kinds of stuff you can download. There's links to the streaming site on there too, um, which we, you know, would love people to use in church and at home. Um, and you can find, yeah, you can find out how you can support what we do in different ways, how you can pray for us. Um, and um, yeah. And any ideas we'd love to hear from you, but um yeah, we we just our heart and prayer is that it's a resource for families, uh, for churches as well, but for families, somewhere families can go with their kids and 
and find media and content that's safe, inspiring, encouraging, and it's full of Jesus. Um, whether they're believers or not yet believers. Um, right. So, so all stars kids love.com and you know, all those social stuff as well, Facebook, Instagram, but you can find all that on our website. So um, yeah, we'd love, love to hear from people and uh, we'd love to be a blessing. Awesome, Simon. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing a lot about your story. You're a guy that's filled with so much experience, obviously a calling, a heart for kids. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of this knowledge for all of our listeners today. Thank you, Zach. It's been an absolute pleasure. The God who came to save me from my sin became a man. He lived a life I could not live and died as heaven's lamb.
Jesus died for all to know the love. 